This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good evening, listeners. What a joy to be with you again in this beautiful month of December. Holiday time, right? Mm. I know many people look forward to the 15th, 16th, because that's when many people are on holiday and many people are tired eh? this time of the year, Frederick. Mm, mm, mm. And um, I'm so glad that we live at the coast now because we don't need to go on holiday and drive thousands of kilometers to get to a place. (laughs) We already had a lovely place and we don't need to go anywhere. Yes, but those that will be traveling, please be safe. And uh, and this month, we're talking very specifically about navigating our hurts, hang-ups and habits and addictions in the holiday season. Mm. Because as we said last week in our program, um, when we spoke about uh, the introduction to this month, um, that this is such a a wonderful time of the year, but it can also be a difficult time, Mm. right? A hard time of the year. Yeah, especially for those um, that have some form of addictions. Mm. Mm. So that is why I'm so glad that Roy is with us today, Mm. um, and, and Roy Bush, and he's going to share some practical ideas of what we can do, uh, what people can do, and how family members can help their their struggling friends, family members during this season. Yes. So very, very welcome, Roy. So good to have you with us. Thank you. It, it's a pleasure to be with you. Mm. Roy, um, tell us, uh, now now that we're talking about the holiday time, that you struggle during these times, um, in the time of your addiction and after your addiction, your alcohol addiction. Was this hard for you this time of the year? Yes, it is always uh, a very difficult time. Mm. Uh, because there's a question of being lonely, there's a question of the false uh, celebrations. Everybody's partying. Mm. Everybody wants to be part of a group or a function or, or as such. And it is then when um, it is very difficult. And often, and often when people are even with many other people, people can still be lonely, right? I think people oh, often yeah. experience loneliness amidst uh, all the festivities and all the things that are yeah. happening. They don't need to be on their own. And yeah. it actually emphasizes, in a way, the disconnection that people have when they struggle with addictions. Tell us about your addiction. How did it happen? Yeah, it was. I was very fortunate uh, because... I grew up in a, in a in a family. I never knew my father, but I grew up with my mother and grandmother, and they were really wonderful, wonderful Christian people. Taught me all everything that I should do and shouldn't do, mm. uh, and everything went wonderful. Uh, but after my grandmother and mother's death things started to go wrong. Mm. Uh, Wrong friends. Uh, I was starting to be successful in what I did. Uh, The pressures of work. And I had nobody actually to go to and say, oh, uh, this is a problem. 
And uh, I got involved in a relationship which ended badly. And that, all that pressure and stress brought on that uh, I, it was here in the late 80s mm. that I started to look for a method or something to ease the stress, mm. to take away the, 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 the hard soul, to, mm. you know, and before you know, you land up in the bars and the clubs uh, because you're surrounded by people. Mm. And when you see a game, well, <laughs> you're deep into the problem. Yeah. And uh, that uh, the people don't recognize very quickly how you can fall into that terrible pattern mm. of needing a drink mm. to to make you function. Mm. And uh, that was my my way of getting into it. And it was only, you know, sometimes God does a does a, 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 a in a weird way, I would say, bring you back mm. to normality. Mm. Uh, for some people, uh, if you don't, because once you're in this addiction period, mm. most of the times you turn your back on God. Yes, I yes, did. Mm. I did. I, I, I felt, well, I don't need God anymore. I'm successful. Mm. I have friends and so forth. And then God does a strange thing. He allows something to happen, which is very traumatic for me. And for me, it was uh, one evening I came from a bar and the police pulled me over and I was arrested for drunken driving and spent a night in the police cell. And that for a man who comes from a very proud family was a very, very dramatic mm. Uh, mm. experience. Mm. But that was something that had to happen. Otherwise, how would I have ever, um, you know, discovered mm. or had to admit that mm. I had a problem? Mm. Because most people with alcohol addiction, do not admit that I have a problem. And unless you can admit that you have a problem, you can't really become, uh, start the road to recovery. Mm -hmm. That is the first thing that you have to do. You have to admit uh, yeah. to your problem. And that is also where the AA talks about the gift of desperation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then what do people um, do if if the person does not want to admit that he has a problem? Because that is a big problem for everybody around that person then. <laughs> that is a very difficult thing, uh, question to answer. Um, okay, if I might just say this. Uh, unfortunately, in a program like this, you cannot discuss this in depth because exactly. it's a very, very difficult uh, subject. Mm. 
but you've got to be aware of some of the reasons or the causes mm. why you drink. Mm. Um, I'm not going to go into all that, but um, uh, I spoke to you before and you mentioned the fact that it probably there is a genetic factor. Mm. Now, uh, you don't, and that is true, there is a genetic factor, uh, but you don't actually uh, inherit alcoholism, mm. you inherit the vulnerability Absolutely. for alcohol mm. uh, addiction. Mm. Uh, then there is also this whole uh, system in your brain, your neurotransmitters like dopamine, etc., which also plays a part in this. Mm. But a very, very important or detrimental cause of alcoholism is low self-esteem mm. and yeah, that that is a tremendous cause of alcoholism. Now, a lot of people drink because they feel that when they drink, it's a pleasurable experience mm -hmm. and you escape from the unpleasantness in this life. Mm -hmm. Strangely, children drink to escape the unpleasantness while adults drink to cope with the unpleasantness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you also try to, because you have a low self-esteem of yourself, you try to improve your social behavior and interaction with others. Mm. Mm. So, uh, dealing with that uh, problem, coming back to your question, how do you point out to people that they have a problem? Mm. Um, Somebody so, asked me the other night at a meeting of the CAD, when, how many drinks must you drink uh, to be classified as an alcoholic? It's not about how many drinks. It's about the word must. Mm -hmm. If you must have a drink to go or to start your day, or to do your work, then you know that you have a problem. Mm, thank, so, thank you, Roy. Uh, Roy yeah, yeah. We're just going yeah. to take a short break, and then okay, after the yeah. break, let's continue uh, with this yeah. must, and at which stage yeah. are you an alcoholic? Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, listeners, uh, for being with us and continuing to be with us. Uh, just before the break, Roy was sharing to, with us, at what point can you say, I'm an alcoholic? Uh, when can somebody be recognized as an alcoholic? Would you continue uh, with that discussion, please, Roy? Yeah, as I said, when the word must come in, mm. when you can't function without your drink. Mm. When you must have a drink to do your job or to uh, associate with people, mm. uh, 
that is a sign that you 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 have a problem. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, how to cope with that in December, especially? Um, they, uh, it would be wise if you could go and join. If, if you if you feel that you are drinking too much, it would be wise to join a, a, some association like the AA or we and the CAD mm. because you need support. Mm. You need support. Um, sometimes your family doesn't know uh, how to deal with it. But the people, and I'm speaking for CAD because I belong to CAD, uh, they have, they've gone through that process. Mm. They all have struggled with alcohol. So in other words, who best to help you than people who know what it is to have been an alcoholic? Right. People with the experience and people that, 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 that right. know the issues and they can talk about things that you're struggling with right now. Um, very, very helpful. Yeah. And what would you say about maybe family members and friends of those of maybe the alcoholic hasn't decided that he's got a problem yet, but well, their family members and friends already know that this is a problem. What could they do? Okay. You see, in many circumstances, uh, the family members elaborate the, the, the whole problem. Uh, by having arguments about verbal arguments. Oh, you, you, you're a useless person. Mm. Uh, are you a game drunk? All that sort of thing. And that just hardens mm. the resolve of the alcoholic. It's not helping. Alcoholic. Mm. Yeah, it's not helping. Uh, the best support that family members could be, and I know it's difficult. Because, um, oh, let me just mention this thing. The worst thing to do for depression is to escape to alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, alcohol. Because alcohol uh, worsens the emotional state that you're in. Mm-hmm. So, if, you, if you're angry about something, don't drink alcohol because alcohol worsens anger to violence. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I can understand that family family members have a difficulty with this problem because in many households where somebody is an alcoholic, there's a lot of um aggression mm. and arguments and fights mm. uh, and unpleasantness. What family members should do is in a, although sometimes it's very difficult, but stand back and try and in a calm way say, my dear, 
What you are doing now is destroying you and is destroying us. Mm. Your children. And suggest that uh, they, if that the person goes to the CID or AA, and the family can even, or the wife or the husband can even go with to support mm. this uh, person and also learn how to uh, support this person. We have, we have seen that most of the wives, I say wives now because in, in, in our situation, it's mostly the men who, who are alcoholics. But that's not the norm, but, but um, at the CID, the people we've now spoken to. And when the wives were supported, uh, things worked out much better mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. where the spouse uh, said, you're using bad, you're listening to that. Roy, um, would it would it help if if the wives or the the family members can go to CAD even mm. if the person does not want to go, or maybe go to Alonon, and even if the person does not admit yes. that he has a problem? Yes, I think that people with problem in the family should go to these places, uh, which can support them too and help them and give them advice. Um, we, the alcoholic, you know, <laughs> a lot of them, because of their low self-esteem, don't think of themselves as making people irritable. My cousin, who helped me a lot to see that I have a problem, once said to me, Roy, you're a funny person, we like your jokes. But when you drink, you tell the same joke over and over for 20 times. After 20 times, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> uh, alcoholics mm. uh, tend to, when they drink, think they, oh, they just the top dog, mm-hmm. the center of the party, and mm. they don't see that they actually irritated people. Exactly. Um, so it will help to advise these people. Go to a CID meeting. By going to the meeting, doesn't necessarily make you an alcoholic. But we say that you have a problem with alcohol. So just come and listen mm. to, to what we have to say. Mm. Uh, another um, idea or plan for an alcoholic is this. When you have to go to a party over Christmas, mm-hmm. and keep a glass of covering in your hand and keep it in your hand so that nobody can sort of come to you and say, do you need a drink? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a... It's a <laughs> A stupid but a, a very good way of mm. uh, staying away. Mm. But the, the most most important thing, of course, is stay away from places that you know mm. will cause 
problems for you. Mm. So maybe plan even other activities yeah. or to visit people Please, or to do like, things that you wouldn't be yeah. prone to do the things that you normally yeah. would do. Mm. Yeah. So, you see, um, uh, to go to a rehabilitation, are you there? Uh, we still, I'm still here. I was just about to say, you know, we're getting to the end of our, yeah. our recording. Yeah. Um, but what did your uh, uh, relationship with God, Father, and Jesus, and Spirit, uh, how did, what role yeah. did that play in your uh, restoration? Uh, uh, I was going to spend most of my time <laughs> on that. Uh, nobody on this earth can cure you from alcohol. Mm. Nobody, not a person, not yourself. Yeah. It is only Christ. It is only Christ that can cure you. How and did Christ, Christ cure you? How did Christ help God, you? He gives me the inner courage mm. to fight this disease. Mm. He stands with me. He makes me feel proud of myself that I am his son and mm. therefore I cannot be this material person that I always thought I was. Yeah. But this is very, very important. Without Christ, you cannot be cured. Oh, thank you so and much, Roy. It's so, so true. And uh, we we are not talking about just sitting back and expecting Jesus to uh, all of a sudden solve the whole problem, no. but is also no. accepting the help he sends through people, yeah. through organizations and so forth. Yeah. Roy, it's been yeah. a wonderful privilege to speak to you, and uh, we may have to speak at another time mm. again. So that, I was saying to yeah. him, maybe next year we can do one month per addiction. So yeah. like a whole oh. month and do four interviews on um, oh. on just mm -hmm. alcohol addiction and then four on yeah. on maybe drug addiction mm -hmm. um, so yeah. that we can go yeah. deeper and get to the deep things that we couldn't get into today. But thank you very much for your helpful tips. Yeah. And yeah. we want to wish you a um, wonderful holiday and those of you um, friends that are listening and please drive safely wherever you're going to be. And um, remember that you're not alone in this mm. time, that it might feel lonely, but there are resources, there's help, um, uh, like the CID, like Al-Anon, like AA, um, and also um, there's hope that we never, never forget that. Mm. Well, thank you once yeah. again, listeners, and Roy, and we're going to say bye to you and listeners. If you'd like to listen to this podcast uh, or um, any of the previous ones, please go to uh, the kpulpit.co.za uh, uh, internet website and then forward slash podcasts and forward slash into me see and you can download and listen to any of the podcasts oh. that are there and this specific one will be on in a couple of days yes. so and also um in november the 15th and the 22nd we spoke to megan from the cid
Mm. And she also gave valuable tips and ideas for people how they could steer away from alcohol during this time. And she also spoke about tuk in this uh, the, the 22nd of November. Mm. So me, make sure if you know anyone struggling with drug addiction that they that they use that as a resource. Till next time, God bless. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.